Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid Death. All right. All rise. That's what they say sometimes. You know, if I was at a working at a courthouse, I would probably say that a lot. All rise. Somebody says it. I don't know who. Or if I worked at a bakery and I was like in there by myself all night. Maybe I'd dress up in like a judge's, the judge, that's who says it. So if I worked at a bakery, maybe I would dress up in like a judge's outfit. Because I know a girl named Gwendolyn. And she works at a bakery and uh, she's in there by herself. If you want to kill somebody, dude, which you shouldn't, obviously. But if you wanted to, a baker is, they get there at like 2.30 or 3 they in there baking, wearing aprons, sexy, you know. But anyway, I don't, I don't condone any of that kind of behavior. But what I'm saying is if you if you were a, a baker, you could put on a judge's outfit and get right up by the oven by the glass and be like, all rise. That's what I would do. I mean, I'd be so damn bored. You're in there all night. Just looking at bread, bruh. Just breading around. Doing that French bread where they braid the bread. Whatever that is. Dude, we had a handicapped brother by us growing up, this dude. I don't remember what his name was. I don't even know. He might not have had a name. And they would, um, and his legs, something, he didn't have any bones in his legs or whatever. And they would braid his legs around each other. They had, you know, he was paraplegic. And his legs were a corn road. And they still had some dope-ass sneakers on the end of them. So, diversity, babe, you feel me? Diversity. Let's get into it. All right. I'm just sitting on your front porch Wondering how could I be so far from my home Come on, welcome back And my mind is somewhere else But when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be on a stone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it In my bones In my bones, baby But it's gonna take A little time For me to set that parking brake And let myself unwind Shine that light on And tell you my stories Shine on me And I will find a song I will sing it just for you All right I'm upstairs If you need me, baby, I'm upstairs (laughs) 
Man, that's one thing that's real magical about um, just the greatest excuse ever on earth. Your wife needs you, somebody needs you, a kid, your wife's kid, your kid also. And you're like, I'm upstairs! Okay? Dad, I need... I'm upstairs! The ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card. If they ever even put me on trial... Speaking of judges and rising and all of that. If they ever put me on trial, they'd be like, did you do it? I'd be like, I was upstairs, guys. Okay. Have you ever been upstairs? Okay, I was upstairs. Uh, I'm upstairs. They're like, sir, were you at the scene of the crime? We found your footprints. You f- you found what I was uh, upstairs. You should have an upstairs on your house even in case you ever and somebody dies at your house okay and it's probably going to be either your wife or husband if you have gay husband and because there's not a lot you know that's really if somebody kills somebody and i'm not saying to do any of this but if somebody kills somebody that's who they kill they kill the you know the person that they used to do sex with usually and um, anyway, but you ha- you gotta have the upstairs because otherwise there's no you know where I was downstairs. Then, bro, you qualify. You really you right you right there. You located around the crime, baby. You know that. Um, what's going on? Not much, per the usual, you know. Um. I was in La Jolla this weekend, which means, I don't even know what it means. La, La Jolla. La Jolla. The Hoyas. The Hoyas. I don't know. Maybe George. People that people that went to Georgetown or something. I don't know. The Hoyas. Yeah, I was in the Hoyas. And um, first of all, my favorite comedy club there, uh, trying to get the new tour the new material on track so many people came out man and it was fun dude and it was fun just learning like the first show it just it kind of built over the weekend so in the first show it was a little bit i didn't know the order i wanted some of the jokes to be in some of the stories um you know i'm trying to remember and i'm trying to record and write down the notes after um and it, it, it matters my mood, too. If my mood is a certain type of way, then I'm not going to do as well. You know, my I want to be in a good mood so my material comes off in a good mood. You know, that's paramount or tantamount. I don't know which one it is. Is paramount or tantamount? Tantamount? Tantamount sounds like she's a little thick, you know what I'm saying? But paramount sounds like she... She's definitely, she went to juvie, for sure. She went to juvie, and she definitely dated a couple brothers. You know what I'm saying? Gang, gang, boy. Beige power, son. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, it was, dude, it was, but it was so much fun, man. It's just such a fun spot to perform because the room is so simple. It's a simple room. And, uh, and... There's no, like, they're not selling a bunch of riblets or whatever, a bunch of, you know, grilling up a fucking Lunchable or trying to, 
you know, get you over on some bullshit. They got two items in there. Three items, actually. Drinks, popcorn, comedy. That's it. And usually, they have a piano up front. The guy, I don't think he died. I thought he died, but they said he didn't die. But I'm like, if he's not dead, dude, then where is he? Because it's an older guy. Um, and Luis is his name. Beautiful guy, too. He's got a wife, as, or as he had a wife. I don't know what's going on with him, but... And she's a comedian as well, and she's got some bangers on her. She got them, them front yams, baby. You know what I'm saying? Them tabs. All rise, all rise, boy. I'd love to freaking stare right through the glass at them bad boys. You know, I'm upstairs, dude. Bro, them thing you'll be upstairs if you stand on them. You know, but she. And anyway, I don't even know what I'm saying, but um. But he plays the piano usually up there. And what I like about that, as opposed to a lot of clubs, they're pumping in like, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury or um, who's that other guy that's like Freddie Mercury? Um, J- Jerry somebody? The little guy, he's like... uh. And the song might not have been theirs. You know you want it. What's that song? Um, Shit, I don't know. Anyway, dude, they play the piano in there. Bruno Mars. They play the piano in there. That's what I wrote. Not Freddie Mercury. I was thinking, the you know, I went Mercury, Mars. That's why I was trying to get Mars, Bruno Mars. Zuh, Bruno Mars. And he, uh, anyway... A lot of clubs pump that in there, but at the La Jolla Comedy Store, they just they play the piano. So when you sit down as a as you go there as a clientele, it feels like you're there for a piece of art. You hear piano, you're like, oh, this is a this has an artistic feel to it. So I really like that. I really like that. Um, and man, I just so much love man out of that area, out of San Diego. And the city, dude, I know San Diego. San Diego, dude, without Diego, I guess it means, you know? And I don't know if that's a, if he's a missing person or what. That whole deal, what happened, you know? He's basically probably, a, he's like the male Natalie Holloway of Southern California, I guess, or whatever. But, um, but San Diego... I don't know if there's a better city out there. I really don't. You go, you're outside. There's people walking by. It's diverse, but just the vibe. Everything can happen. We went to um the Padres game, bro. Went to watch the Dre's over there. And dude, it's everything going on. There's some lady you could join. You could join MS13 in one area. There's people that are like um, MS 14 through 18, like the like high school group of it or whatever. You know, there's MS 30. It's like dudes that are still alive, barely, but they aren't in the gang anymore. And they're face painting like fryers on kids' cheeks over there. And like a, and every they all got dogs from the government to help them feel better. And they got, um, what else, dude? You could buy jewelry. You could catch a home run. 
Uh, they got people. I mean, they got a booth over there. You could get breastfed horchata if you want. They got beers, water. Um, dude, it's just everything is going on. You could buy a grill. You could get uh, barbacoa. Um, just so much stuff. They had the kit. They uh, well, they discontinued the kiss cam because of COVID, which is like, dude, come on, bro. You know, it should be you. You bring somebody you don't want to be with or don't really like, and you got to kiss them, land on, land them lips on them. So, but dude, it's just a beautiful place. If you haven't been to see us a, a game there, to watch the Drays play, baby, I, I I don't know. And then this boy they got this man used to be a boy. Hits a Cronenworth, I think. Larry Cronenworth, I think. Bro, or Lawrence, maybe, or you. I don't know what his full name was, but. Um, bro, bottom of the ninth. I'm upstairs, bro. All rise. Bro, the place went bananas, dude. I mean, just full potassium, dog. People were losing their shit. Some lady gave birth to the baby and put it back in, dude, so she could finish watching the, the end of the game. People were hyped. Everybody in there is just wearing these necklaces, um, these spinners. They got, I mean, it's uh, it's everything. And they just do such a good production of doing the game. You feel like you're having fun. Dude, the guy gave me a free Frank at the Frank uh, Center. Free Franks, bro. Free Franks, dude. And then, oh, the, 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 one of the, the, a beautiful part, man, for me was I went to get, uh, um, to look at the barbacoa store. And the guy working there, one of the guys working at the, uh, at the ballpark, uh, was coming to the show that night. So he's like, bro, I'm coming to see you tonight. And man, it was just awesome. Just so much love there. Um, I just felt, I personally, personally felt so loved and, uh, and just a good time, man. A good time. Um, I stayed at a hotel that was a dump. Dump. I wouldn't have minded if it wasn't high priced, you know. It was like the last room in town. Dude, at one point, they, the guy came to my room and asked me if I had a wrench, bro. The, some guy working there. Ask me if I had a wrench. I guess just, you know, that's cold. That's, I think that's cultural appropriation. You know, just because of how I look, whatever the guy's like, hey, man, can I borrow a wrench? I'm like, what? Like, dude, can I borrow uh, some clean water so I can put it in the swimming pool? Oh, there was like hair coming up. There was a Loch Ness monster in that bitch, dog. And even he wasn't doing well. He had COVID, I think. And I don't like to bag on places. I love a Hampton Inn, you know. Um, But this place, man, it was just, I don't know what the, the staff was all nice. I'm not saying that, but it just, I would not stay at this joint. Um, Just some dicey stuff. They said it's haunted. I was like, dude, it's, I don't know if that's haunted. I think it's just the, the, I mean, my room smelled like, 
My room smelled like it had definitely been haunted by somebody doing dumps in it. Somebody doing, you know, uh, who's that guy with no head or whatever? Ichabod Crane, bro. Like he was doing dumps or horses were or something. It definitely. Um, nice place. Looks good in pictures, bro. But uh, anyway, I shouldn't really be complaining about that. Um, oh, what else? Um, I got to go on Jocko Willink's podcast. That was interesting. You know, um, you know, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about that. Let me talk about, uh, we had some responses. You guys called in about some responses to last week's episode. Uh, some thoughts that you had on different things and I want to get into those. And I also want to let you know, though, that Bridge Credit Solutions is different. And this is true, man. This is a company that helped me. I was, I, I was trying to get a home. I was trying to buy a home and be a homeowner. You know, and a homeowner like land and stuff like that. Not like somebody trying to love men that is men. So I got hooked up with this company through a friend of mine uh, from recovery, actually. And, uh, and they, they, my credit had bad dings on it. I've forgotten to pay a couple things, bro. I've forgotten to pay for, uh, I missed some payments on the television and I missed some payments on, I missed about seven payments on a, uh, on a Honda Accord. So anyway, Bridge Credit Solutions is different. They are backed with a 100% money back guarantee for any items they cannot, that cannot be removed from your credit. You will not find that anywhere in the credit repair industry. You know exactly what you're paying for at the beginning of the repair. No open-ended monthly fees. It's written in the contract what work is to be done and how much you're paying. You will need to have bridge report access prior to scheduling your audit. We cannot go over your credit report without this. It costs just $1. No job is too big or too small. Bridge Credit Solutions caters to all types of clients no matter their financial situation. These guys helped me get my credit score high enough so I could buy a home. I couldn't buy a home. I said, I want a home. They said, what about that Honda, bro? You didn't pay for the Honda from July to freaking Christmas. I said, well, bitch, what? All right. Since y'all going to be tattletaling on everybody. But Bridge Credit Solutions, they're an upstairs business, baby. That's right. They will guarantee removal of certain negative items in as quick as 24 hours. Schedule your free credit audit in three easy steps and get a free three-bureau credit report, $25 value, with 30 days of free credit monitoring and identity theft protection. That all sounds like a lot. But look, I'm telling you, if there's something in your life that you would like to do and your credit is affecting it, uh, bridge creditsolutions.com slash T-H-E-O. Go there to schedule. Once scheduled, a bridge credit strategist will contact you to review your report with you. I got a text the other day, man, out of the blue. And I am happy to share this, man. This really made my weekend. Um, this is real, man. Hey, buddy, I followed your advice to get my credit rebuilt through the guy you were advertising. Mine was as low as it got six months ago. And today I bought my little family a house. 
Um, you're really out here. Thanks so much, uh, brother. All the best to you. And man, this is just cool. You know, and I'm going to put this picture up. The baby looks like it definitely does not want to be living with the parents. But, um, but man, this was awesome. And I feel the same way. You know, uh, bridgecreditsolutions.com slash T-H-E-O. Um, they won't take advantage of you. If they can't help you, then it's not going to cost anything, gang. What else? So we had some news that happened, man. Oh, dude, Patty Pimblett. Patty Pimblett. Let's start there. A little bit of news for you. If you're not familiar with this dude, he's British, brother. I mean, and he's a hunter. He looks like, um, he looks like all the Beatles if they didn't, if they just went to the gym. You know, he looks like Matthew, Mark, um, who's the other guy? John and what's the other guy? The little guy. Ringlet. He looks like all the Beatles if you, uh, yeah. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, John, and Ringlet. He looks like all the Beatles if they just went to the gym and did no music or drugs. And then, uh, so the fight was crazy, man. He's real frenetic. You know, he's got that, he's got a lot of static energy. You ever take something out the dryer and it makes all that crackling sound when you stretch it, uh, when you pull it apart? Take the sock off the sweater and it's like. <laughs> or you ever slide your feet across the carpet at the library and then just go shock a motherfucker. Patty's got that, bro. Patty's got that, dude. Um, the best was, though, after the fight, he starts just rattling off all kinds of quotes. All, all the quotes, man. I can strike. I can grapple. Um, um, uh, I'm the new king. The new king is here, lad. I can wrestle. I can, uh, I can do the electric slide, man. Um, the red coats are coming. Give me Adesanya or give me death. Uh, float like a butterfly. Sting like a big girl from Newcastle. Um, he just start going into any quote that had ever been. It was like the so much hype. It was too much, you know. And then he just started just rattling off random positive quotes. He's like, give a man a fish and chips and he'll fish and chips for a day. But teach a man to fish and chips and I'll beat the fuck out of every last one of you. Like it just started to get... Uh, it started to just get insane. And then he just went into like just Beatles quotes. You know, he's like, uh, uh, Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take this broken bastard I just beat and teach him to fight. You pieces of shit. I'm a legend. I'm a king. I'm John Wick. I mean, he's just rattling off just, uh, just, just, uh, just, just, um, I get by with a little help from my fists and I'll beat the living lips off of you, man. You're gonna know who I am. Nothing's gonna change my world. Nothing's gonna change my world. Except all these cash and prizes, bitch. I'll hard scoff your mother, son. He did every hype thing you could do at once. Um... But suddenly, boom, I'm talking about him. Other people are talking about him. You know, he, he'll be Brennan Schaub's favorite fighter. Um, you know, it just, it gets how it gets, man. You know, it's like, that's, that's a unique thing about today. You can create your own hype. 
And Patty Pimlet, dude, he did. He just, he literally just said everything that was like ever hypeful ever, you know? So I'm here for it, man. I'm here for Patty Pimlet. I'm here to see how it goes down. And he's also in, I believe, you know, I don't know that much about UFC and about fighting, but, um, but I love it. It's become my favorite sport over the pandemic. And, um, and he's in the 155 weight class. Could it get any crazier in there? Could it get any crazier? So just the people he could be fighting down the line. I mean, oh, it's so hype. It's so hype, man. What else we got? You guys had some responses, too, to um to some of the chatter from last week about the uh, the some of the stuff I talked about about the vaccine and about the Pledge of Allegiance teacher. And I appreciate those. And I'm going to get to those in just a few minutes. Um, I want to tell, oh, this is what else happened. Joe Rogan had COVID and he took uh, ivermectin. His methods included taking ivermectin, a deworming veterinary drug, if you believe in veterinary. That is formulated for use in cows and horses. Um, while a version of the drug is sometimes prescribed to people for head lice or skin condition. Now look, I have had, I've had head lice. I probably had head lice, I would say 13 times. Maybe 14 times. Maybe 13. Maybe a baker's dozen. All right. Dude, I'm upstairs. You upstairs. When you have headlights, dude, you're upstairs all day. You're itching the top floor, dog, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I noticed a lot of articles people trashing. What is he, he does, you know, this guy, what is an idiot, you know? He's taking this, he's taking this. Why would he do it, you know? Dude, I've always found, I, I think it's brave to try something. Whatever happened to that thing? Hey, maybe this guy found it. Maybe this guy, this worked for him. I don't think he's out there saying it's going to work for everybody. Um, But also the people writing a lot of articles trashing him about it. Dude, he's such, he, he's such your daddy. He's your daddy because you're only writing that article to get the links, to get the links, to get the um people to link on it. So you could get your money, get your little $50, $70. And that's Daddy Joe making you money, boy, keeping you in business. He's out there trying different things. And Joe Rogan's not going to try something that's dumb. Have you seen Joe Rogan? If there's, if there's, if there's, there's many things he cares about. One of them is his physical health. Dude, I ever, the first time I ever uh, even met him, he was coming out of a damn, uh, a portal. He'd been in, I swear to God, he'd been in some type of portal to a nether sphere or something where, you know, they put alien uh, fat in your limbs or something. I don't know. I mean, just the guy's always trying something new. Um, so I think this is brave. I think it's brave of him to try it. And especially if it worked for him. He got it for a couple days. He got sick. And uh, and he got better. I think he beat it in three days. And that's, look, this is one of the, 
And this isn't me uh, patting Joe Rogan on the back, you know. Joe, he's not my daddy, you know. Um, he's my uncle, I think, you know. Uncle Joey's my uncle. Uh, uncle Joe, Uncle Tom, Segura, um, not the whatever the other guy did that I think was kind of, he's somebody did something bad, but um, Uncle Bert, Uncle, uh, yeah, guys, uh, um, Sebastian. I mean, those guys are guys that I would go to for suggestions. I know if I needed some help, uh, they would reply. Uncle Jocko, you know, different guys. Uncle Poirier. But Joe Rogan's a smart guy that cares about his health. So I just don't, I don't think like, oh, and it says, what does it say? The FDA is urging people to stop taking the drug to fight COVID-19. Um, but my thing about the FDA is, and look, I'm an idiot, okay? I'm just thinking out loud. But is the FDA compromised? That's what I worry a lot about the FDA. Because I bought some of their meat, you know, and it's good, but it's not all, it's not all 90% lean, that's for sure. And is the FDA compromised? Dude, everything's compromised. I remember our school board was compromised growing up. Dude, we had to drink bad milk for a year. We were drinking sour milk because the guy there was banging the, um, the, uh, what was that milk company buys called? Uh, yeah, the guy was banging the board, one of the boarding chicks, the superintendent or whatever. So we're out there, dude, every day at lunch just sipping, man. This shit was on the cusp, bro. I'll tell you this. If you got that shit at about 11, it was still digestible. If you got that little milk bag, that lunch bag, about 11.40, ooh, that shit just, it tasted like you were, it tasted like I had a little pickleback shot at the at the bottom of the bag, baby. So, so I just wonder how compromised is it? And I'm kind of a skeptic. I am skeptical, you know? I am skeptical of a uh, of an uh, of 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 everything these days. A lot of things are compromised. That's money, man. That's big business. So I don't know, man. But I think the fact that if Joe Rogan tries it, he's a brave dude. He's tries he's tried a lot of things that have helped a lot of people. You know, he really is kind of the he's a guinea pig. In a lot of ways, and um, and I think that's brave. You know, he encourages me to want to try different things to see if they work for me. Now, this could be risky. I, I don't know everything. I'm not telling people to go try ivermectin. I don't know that much about it. But there's been a lot of people who have said uh, there's been a lot of talk about it helping people. So uh, I don't know. I think he's brave enough to do it. I would like to see that article more. Hey, here's a guy who's brave enough, who's got a lot to risk. I mean, he's got a wonderful life. You know, he's got a comfortable, neat life where he's doing, you know, he's doing interesting things all the time. But his health, he cares about it. I know he does. The first time I met him, he was coming out of a medical clinic in the elevator. And I was just like, you know, I just met him. And he was getting, he's doing something, doing stem cells. You've got some new stem cell bubble gum or something. You know, I mean, he's always, 
So anyway, I think it's brave, man. I think it's interesting and brave, and maybe I'll get to talk to him about it firsthand one day. Um, what else? What else do we have? You know, let's get into some of you guys' calls, man. We're not going to make this a super long episode today, and that's okay. Going to take it easy. Um, uh, and then I'll talk about going over to Jocko's too. But let me put the headphones on. Yeah, it was fun this weekend. Mike Clevenger came out. Uh, and um, who else? Mr. Frazier, Mr. Musgrove. The, some of the uh, Dre's players came and watched the show on Sunday. And Ari Manis was performing. And he's a huge Padres fan. Like, I went with Ari. And uh, Brittany Schmidt, another comedian who was opening up. And um, and so it was so cool. I didn't know Ari was such a big Padres fan. So, man, I got to sit next to somebody. He was just sharing so much good information and telling me all these things. And, man, it was it was awesome. But if you have a chance to go watch them and watch that. Uh, and the guy hit it in the bottom of the ninth. Chris Chenoweth or whatever the guy's name was, man. Dang city, dude. I'm upstairs. Bro. It was sick. And we literally ran out to beat traffic, dude. I think we made it to the parking lot before he made it around the bases, bro. The second he hit that bastard, man. Because we had to get back for the show. Um, but, yeah, just exciting, man. A great weekend over there in San Diego and La Jolla. And thank you, thank you guys for welcoming me. Um, one more ad. That's all we got in this. One more ad uh, to a friend of mine, my friend Tim. I grew up playing basketball for his dad, this fella. And um, and I remember they it gave me a lot of confidence playing basketball when I was maybe 11 starting. You know, I didn't get into it. I didn't know they had it. And I got into it. And now he runs this wonderful company and they built our website. They just built my friend Megan's website. She's a therapist in uh, Bend, Oregon, and they just started her website. Um, but they did ours and we really like it and we're grateful to them. Modify is the company, the last website you'll ever need. Modify. It's a warm blanket of awesome. That's right. If you don't like to spend a lot of money or want to do it yourself, Modify can help. No cost to build. No contract. 45-day turnaround. Unlimited revisions and support. Easy editing tools. Free redesigns. Satisfaction guaranteed. Offered us $2.49 a month. Now, it really seems to be too good to be true, doesn't it? It seems too good to be true. $2.49. They're going to assure you, and they fix it up. They fix your logo, bro. They fix this, that, do the buttons. You want to revamp, they'll help you do that. You know, they'll figure it out. You're communicating with them. To learn more about the last website you'll ever need, visit modify.com slash Theo and get a $250 credit when you subscribe for your world-class website. Again, that's M-O-D, that's modify with a P-H, M-O-D-I-P-H-Y dot com slash T-H-E-O. These guys don't F around. Gang, baby, you know that. And I'm grateful to them, man. And I once broke into that guy's uh, house. And I drank a ton of water when I got in there. They had a lot of clean water at their house. 
And because uh, they had one of those machines. I never seen that thing with the big jug with the red and blue button. And I'd drink a little bit of red and then have a lot of blue real quick and my tongue would burn. And I went in there and I shouldn't have done it. But I broke in there when they weren't home to drink all that water, bro. They had that shit was, I'd never seen it, that tank, baby. God, it was beautiful. And then I got tired because I drank so much water. I think my, you know, you can, your electrolytes get dizzy if you have too much water. And then I laid down on this floor to take a nap and urinated all over the floor. Bro. <laughs> Hang on, dude. And I feel bad, man. They came in. I think they thought I was dead. I think they thought it was blood. I was just laying there in this huge just, oh, man. But they were good to me. And and I'm grateful that uh that they have a nice business now and that, um yeah, and that they built us a nice website. You can check mine out, theovon.com. Uh, you can also go to theovon.com slash tour. Um to get tickets there's still some shows on 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 the new tour coming up um there might be some tickets a few left uh i'm going to start the tour over a few more practice dates in peoria illinois in a small town uh smaller smaller city over there you know that area is near and dear to my heart um my mother grew up over there and uh you know i love my mother and and uh We'll see if there's maybe not some good causes we can donate to while we're in town. And um, and they used to say if it'll play in Peoria, it'll play anywhere. It was like the middle of America. So I'm excited about that. We got St. Louis. Cincinnati still has some shows for the Saturday late show. Cincinnati still has some tickets. Man, a lot of these are sold out. Chattanooga, Durham, uh, Knoxville, Wilmington, Minneapolis, Wilkes-Barre. Charleston, Richmond, Baltimore, Burlington, Albany, and Buffalo all still have tickets available. We may we may put some new new dates out. We'll see. Um, I'm kind of monitoring my health at the same time, make sure I can handle it. Uh, going to get some blood work done tomorrow. Make sure I'm staying upstairs and see what's wrong downstairs, dude. Not in my wiener, but just in my, something's wrong. Something's wrong. In my body, I don't know what's going on, but it's been happening for a few years now, and it's uh, just debilitating. There's some debilitating thing going on, and I've been trying to figure out what it is, and I haven't been able to yet. Um, so, not going to give up, that's for sure. What else? We had some calls that came in from you guys, and I'm grateful for you guys calling in. Here we go, right here, let's get into a couple of them. Um, yeah, I'd spoken on the Pledge of Allegiance. We had the teacher that didn't like the Pledge of Allegiance, and, uh, and here were some thoughts. Hey, Theo. Uh, my name is Alexis. I'm just calling in and in response to the girl who disrespected the flag, and I just wanted to say that. Yeah, thank you for calling, Alexis. Yep, and that was in response, yeah, uh, to what, what, what we talked about last week, the teacher who had wasn't real sure about the flag stuff and we'll put that video in uh right here okay so during third period we have announcements and they do the pledge of allegiance i always tell my class stand if you feel like it don't stand if you feel like it say the words if you want don't have to say the words so my class decided to stand but not say the words totally fine except for the fact that my room does not have a flag it used to be there but i took it down during covid because it made me 
and um, I packed it away and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> All right, onward, Alexis. You know, my family came here from Cuba, and uh, they were escaping a brutal dictatorship and a brutal government, and I still have family there, so it hurts to see when Americans here can appreciate the freedoms we have, because, you know, I have plenty of family members back in Cuba who would be willing to trade places with her, seeing as they can't post freely online, they can't speak their minds, and they're starving. It's unfortunate to see, but uh, I just wanted to share my thoughts, so thanks. Gang, baby, uh, bienvenidos, Cuba Libre. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting how our perspectives can be so different. Um, yeah, I, th I thought about this more afterwards. You know, this teacher said that she felt like the American flag caused conflict in her class. And, and, uh, and I remember when I was a kid, we didn't love America. You know, we were just in the country, you know. I think everybody loved the Olympics when it came on. We were all on the same squad. The players were all excited to be playing for the country. Um, it felt like there was more unity. But I remember we had a teacher, this lady, Barb Ballinger. And Barb Ballinger was all about the Pledge of Allegiance and dang um, red, white, and blue. Just the freedoms. You know, she taught us all about... Uh, just um america the history oh the class was a uh, history of america so we're just learning about all the articles and the um declaration just all that kind of stuff you know just high school level stuff but she is the one because if anyone spoke ill about america she put her foot down so i remember that it was she used her 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 space in our life as a leader as a or as a teacher because not all teachers are leaders and they're not all seen that way especially when you're a child but she chose to say well i'm going to use this as a way see if i can bring these kids to all have some of the same appreciation that i have um so i found that that was interesting whereas this teacher seemed to just have a kind of a different idea um you know, she was just, I don't know, I, I just felt like she, the, like that teacher had made it more about her. Uh, but then also we live in a country, yes, where people have the different freedoms. To think what to fee, think and feel and say whatever you want. I mean, there's definitely way too many voices out there these days. But that's easy for me to say as I publicly share my voice. It's so it's not hypocritical. If, since I understand it, I feel like it takes some of the hypocrisy out of it. But, um, but I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's like because I feel like if we can all find ways to come together, then it's more of a healing and it's more of a unified space that we're working from. So if I am in a position of of. If I can use, if I'm a teacher or something, I can use my platform to, to have my students say, and maybe they are creating the discussion, the discussion more in that lady's class. I don't know. I think she lost her job or they put her on leave of absence. So, but she'll still get paid probably. And that's pretty lucky. I bet, yeah, in Cuba, they, that's not the option. Did I remember going to Cuba 
I went to your country, Alexis, one time, and when I was a student, we went over there. And Fidel Castro came and spoke to us. He came and spoke to our group. We were students, estudiantes. And and it was just like three or four hours. He spoke for three or four hours, dude. He's basically like the Spanish Joe Rogan, bro. But only he was talking. You didn't get to say anything. So it was just more of like, just not really like that. But anyway, it was just him rattling off different information about how good things were going in Cuba. It was a lot of propaganda. And they did have like a lot of big, they had some, what did they have, lunch? They had like a light lunch. It was like a meat, couple meat trays, which was a really bizarre, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple thousand people in there listening, and there's some light charcuterie out front. But I do remember going to the bookstore there, and the books all started with, um, Che Guevara and and uh, Fidel Castro. They didn't have. There was no history beyond that. You couldn't get a history book before that. It was as if them saying, "This is where the history starts." You know, with us and only us and our thoughts and views. Um, but yeah, I found that to be pretty pretty interesting. I remember people would come up by the windows and try to tell us secrets or ask us for help, and we were just you know getting drunk college kids. Um, but beautiful place, beautiful people. We went and saw some baseball, and we had a really nice time over there uh, for what it was. I mean, we're just tourists, you know. Um, we had another call that came in about the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, here we go right here. Thank you for this call. Hey, Theo. It's your boy, Andrew, from Minnesota, and I'm just calling on your thoughts about the flag and that, that lady's thoughts about the flag. What's up, Andrew, from Minnesota? Thank you for calling, man. And Minnesota's a good place to uh, to really be nice to people and agree with people, I feel like, and also wear a coat while you're doing it, gang, baby. So I got to be quick and uh, get it all out there. So I think the flag is a representation, a symbol of unity, liberty and justice now i don't understand how anybody could think that that's a bad thing and i understand you feel the same way however there's been a lot of brainwashing going on i think and i think it's kind of obvious to a lot of people um that that's been going on because we're surrounded by a bunch of other older countries that really don't like our idea of liberty and justice and unity so i think a lot of manipulation on the internet ever since it's been devised has um kind of warped a lot of people's thoughts into maybe it's not such a good thing to support the idea of the flag because our government is not the greatest and our government does a lot of shady things. Well, our flag didn't do that and our flag represents the land. I think it's very simple when you think about it that way. You don't have to hate the flag. There's nothing wrong with the flag. It's just a symbol that represents the land we're on and it's supposed to stand for unity, liberty, and justice. Right. Got you. Okay. Onward. So if you, for some reason, you don't like that, the thing is that there's liberty in that word or in those three things. You have the freedom to not like the flag. You don't have to like the flag. And so I think that you can practice freedom like that. Like that. So the lady that you were talking about, she rejected the idea of the flag. And um, I think that maybe she shouldn't be reprimanded for that. Perhaps, you know, everybody should have the freedom to understand where she's coming from and the freedom to reject her ideas. So anybody that, you know, if they've got people or people have kids in their class, they don't like that. Well, 
move, move them out of her class. You have the freedom to do that. And so we can practice freedom um, in that kind of way. And we don't have to be so divisive and so hateful because I think this, the Sanskrit meaning of the swastika used to be something about peace and love. And it was a good religious thing. Now I think that's been warped and we can see what happens to a symbol. If enough hate is put onto it, it will become a hateful symbol. So what will the American flag look like a hundred years from now? Will it be a peaceful unity, justice, liberty, or will it be something that's been warped through propaganda and through manipulation? What will we choose right now? Because we are standing on the ground moving underneath us. So I feel like people just need to possibly look at it from that way or they don't have to. They have the freedom to not. They have the freedom to reject this entire idea. And that's fine. So that's my thoughts. And thank you for listening. Gang, brother. Yeah, no, I love your thoughts, man. And I appreciate you being able to share your thoughts in a way that's able for me to understand them. And um, sometimes it's hard to get the thoughts from my brain to my mouth. Uh, but I, I appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, yes. So anyone has the the freedom to share how they want. And, and yeah, a lot of stuff is so divisive these days. And a lot of people are using things to divide, like using tactics or making as much division. I mean, the internet and social media, there's so much division on it. And that's become of such a business. And business is become... And everything has become a business. Even our unity. And separate and 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 putting wedges in our unity that has become a business. And if you don't think that there is, there are dark arts out there doing that, then that I think you might be not thinking that good, to be honest. Because that's one thing that's been become so wild with social media and with the way that we communicate now, is. There's so much business attached to it. Um, and we are at a different time. You know, we haven't been in a time for a while where our country was really fighting physically, hand to hand, uh, so that other people could, so that we could feel, comp you know, so we we would feel okay you know where like we you don't fall asleep at night as often as i as i used to as a child you felt a little bit more or your parents certainly did that there were uh men and women out there protecting your freedoms um and yeah maybe we all see the flag differently i see it as a reminder of i see it as a reminder of freedom and my job is freedom of speech. My job only is, but they don't even have my job in some countries. And I think I, I think the the thing that got me about that teacher's video, I feel like she just made it about her. It didn't have too much of a big point. It was just kind of this cutesy thing. And I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I wonder that. I wonder that. Like, remember, it felt weird. Like it during the um campaigning or whatever it felt weird because they you didn't know if if you if you showed the american flag it felt like you were everybody felt like you were some right-wing nut job 
or not everybody. I mean, I was in L.A. predominantly at the time. So in L.A., if I would have hung an American flag off my balcony, people would have, uh, it just, everybody would have asked, act like you're some right-wing nut job for hanging your country's flag. That's bizarre. Um, but man, great points. It's like, how are we, and what is influencing us? What is making me think, oh, is this flag not good? What is, um, and we're all so influenceable. So, but really interesting, man. I appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts, you know, and, uh, and, and yeah, I thought everybody, yeah, people have the right to feel whatever they want. And I don't know what that woman's life has been like. Maybe she was brought, you know, people were always, maybe she lived next to a, near an Air Force bar or a, a barracks or something and people were mean to her. You know, maybe she feels like she hasn't gotten certain jobs because other people had different uh, ties into certain communities or old boyism. Man, I used to feel that way, bro. I hated that shit growing up. You know? We didn't have anything, man, and, and nobody, you know, and so I, I would see friends that got different opportunities and stuff like that. Went on vacations and, you know, uh, probably knew where they were going to go to school or had pictures at their house where their whole family looked like they were having a good time together. And that shit all made me mad because that wasn't part of I didn't feel like that could be something I could, I felt like that was something that was just reserved for certain people. Um, a country club type audience, you know, or something, country club type people. Uh, so yeah, you don't know sometimes also where people are coming from. But there is a business of division out there. And Jordan Peterson said it well when we spoke. He said, what is, what is claiming your awareness? What has, what is claiming your awareness? And the tools that are out there these days, they're so powerful. That they'll get you and you don't even know they're getting you. And if that's not the dark arts, man, what is? Um, we have one more call here about Pledge of Allegiance, maybe. Let me see. Hey, what's up, Theo? It's, uh, it's Drew from Alabama. What's up, Drew? Thanks for calling, man. Uh... Alabama, dude, I got a brother-in-law or something, brother-in, I don't know, somebody, somebody fucked him, and um, he was a male cheerleader over there at University of Alabama, and praise God, bro, amen, let's go. Uh, I'm listening to the uh, Gingerbread Trap House episode right now, and uh, I got to the part where uh, you're talking about the teacher that didn't want to put the flag up, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you for saying what you said. You know, thank you for having some balls and saying that what she was doing was disrespectful. Because you know, a lot of people they got these big platforms nowadays. They uh, they uh, they don't they don't want to stand up. They don't want to stand up for the flag. They don't. They just want to go with what the mainstream saying and stuff. But. Not you, man. I appreciate the hell out of that. Telling her how it is. Saying that she's enjoying all these freedoms to say what she wants to say, but not having her students go for the uh, American flag. It just meant a lot to me to hear you say that. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And, and I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily right about it. 
Um, I appreciate your support. You know, but there is it is true that if uh, the you they, people have the freedom of different thought, it's the same thing that this country was founded on. People left Britain because Patty Pemberton was over there beating everybody off the docks. That dude was whooping people's ass, bro. Dude, if you got COVID-19, go, go, go. Dude, I bet if you roll up right in front of Patty Pemberton, dude, he'll pump it right. He'll, 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 he'll punch it right out of your damn solar system. Dude, that dude's curing COVID, bro, with them COVID cures, dog. He put him on that other, he popped that other guy up. Aladdin or whatever the name was. Jerry Aladdin? I don't know. Whoever he beat, bro, but damn. Uh, yeah, Patty Pimblett, I mean, sorry. But Patty Pimblett, dude. That dude's out there. Damn, baby. He's that freelance chiropractor, son. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll freaking he'll he'll get your chakras all tightened up, boy. But that's that Patty Pimble recipe, son. Pa pop. Pa pop. But uh, damn, what was I saying? But no, look, I think the the look, we there everybody has a freedom to think and feel how they want. And that's how this country even got started. People didn't like the feeling or the they didn't like they didn't feel free. So I do think that we're seeing an evolution of that and what will our flag look like in 40 years? You know, what will it look like? And maybe sometimes I think it may need to that things need to evolve over time. You know, I don't look at the flag and think it stands for like white people. Or that it stands for, um, I never felt like it stood for rich people. I always felt like it stood for us, I felt like. But if you say if you're a Native American and you look at that flag, you know, or you see your grandfather look at it. Or if you see your grandfather that was forced maybe even to serve in a military, not by his own choice. But because, you know, it was maybe the, you know, the land had been taken and it was. um, But then maybe he was in the military and he met his wife and he created his family whom he loves. So now he's sitting there and looking at the history but at the same time, looking at the future of his lineage. You know, and and I'm grateful that that guy has the freedom to feel all and, and think of all those things in an open space. Um... So yeah, I, I I have to remember that it's not just whatever ha- has been going on for me, and I'm not uh, calling you out or anything, brother. I'm thankful for your call, Drew. I really am, and um, yeah, I I I don't know. I, I used to like it because I felt like it made us all feel together. I remember looking at my other friends. And they did a Pledge of Allegiance at the Padres game the other day. And it was, I mean, that place is diverse as hell, dude. You can't even get out of there, bro, without getting a neck tattoo, I feel like. I don't think they let you back in your car without a neck tat. And everybody in there was standing up. 
and supporting the fight. And it just felt nice. It felt like some tradition. And maybe that's just what I like. I like tradition because it makes me feel okay. It makes me feel comfortable. Um, all right, let's see if we got one more call that came in here. Here we go. Uh, hey, Theo. Uh, this is Ryan calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I was listening to your Thank you for calling Ryan. And I appreciate you listening, man. Baltimore. That's Black Maine, Daddy. That's Black Maine, baby. Onward. Your latest podcast where you were talking about the lady who uh, lost her American flag uh, and told her kids that uh, she was okay with them not uh, reciting the pledge or standing for it. Um, I love your show, man. But I, don't get me wrong, but I got to disagree with you here. Um, you asked... Uh, you're like, uh, well, what, sh what has she done for freedom? Or, like, she's selfish. Or, like, what is she doing? Um, like, she's, uh, it seems like it's all about her. Well, I would argue that a country where you could go to jail for not reciting an oath doesn't sound very free to me. <laughs> I think that the freedom that we're so proud of sometimes involves uh, allowing people to say or do things that others might find disrespectful. But really, I think that that kind of freedom is something we all need because um, we all need to be able to express ourselves uh, and maybe disrespect some people if it involves if it's something we need to say. Um, and I think that truly does help us all. There's a lot to be proud of, definitely, in this country. But I think there's also stuff that we shouldn't be proud of. And I think that kids should be allowed to make those decisions for themselves. I appreciate your call, man. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree that kids should be allowed to make those decisions for themselves. I agree with that. Um, yeah, if, if somebody didn't say the oath and they go to jail, that seems that seems very that would seem wrong, man. You know, um, and we don't have that here, fortunately. Um, and look, I think you're right. It's like you also have, you have people who don't want to take a vaccine or don't want to feel mandated to take the vaccine and that freedom, you know. So, yeah, it's really interesting to try and look at where it's interesting sometimes when I look at myself and I say, well, where do I want freedom? But then where do I want to call the call? Be like, oh, well, I want more freedom over here, but I want, you know, I want people to say the pledge, but I want people to. Uh, also, uh, but I don't want to, man, I'm trying to think of what I, I'm trying to say right. Uh, I just find it interesting, yeah, because sometimes I'll notice in my own head, where am I being hypocritical? Or I want freedom for what just what I think. Um, so, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough to, and part of that is part of being a group and being in a place where you can be free to do these types of things. I admired my teacher when I look back on my life because she took some kids who are just kids. You're just trying to jerk off when you get home. You know what I'm saying? We were tw 13, bro. Dude, I was saluting my ween wiener. I was downstairs, bro, every afternoon. And uh and but she she got she got upset if we didn't um support the flag in her class you know she got upset and 
And yeah, I just felt like this teacher was just making it about herself. I didn't really like her. It just felt like there's a lot of teachers that are still trying to be kids a lot of times. And I think that's just one of the side effects, too, of social media. Everybody's just trying to make a damn TikTok dance. You know, nobody's really working anymore. We're all just screwing around making TikTok dances. Um but yeah, it's a great point, Ryan, man. Where do I want freedoms? But where where do I want, you know, how do I want to bend the freedom? You know, how do I want to make that freedom worm kind of like, not a freedom worm, but how do I want that, where do I want to put the lines for freedom and make it okay here, but a little more open here? And it is interesting, man. Um but yeah, I, I, I think I also miss the days when a teacher had a little bit more of, of authority. And that was the rule, man. I got spanked by my principal. I got spanked by my principal. And I saw him a couple months ago at a funeral. Not his funeral, obviously, bro. Impossible. And I thanked him, dude. And he told me he enjoyed it. And I thought, damn, this dude could be a damn pedophile, but he isn't. He's just a regular man that used to beat children, bro, and I needed it. So, speaking of beating children, dude, Patty Pimble beat that dude the other day. Dude, Patty Pimble looks like he looks like somebody who got molested and then beat the hell out of every molester ever. He looks like Charles Dickens, like fucking rogue-ass grandson. Who's here to settle the score? That dude is upstairs. Um, we had some other calls, man, but this is a long first episode, and we have a a, a, a sit-in producer that's helping out today, Zach. So I don't want to put too much on his plate. Um, but but yeah, man, a lot of this, you know. And I'm just grateful we can be here and have a conversation. And I'm I'm grateful for you guys calling and being a part of my life and and just caring enough, man. Um, you know, it's a unique world and this is it. This is our life. And I'm just glad that we're all coming to the surface of the water and at least just keep taking hits off the air, bro. You know, we stay busy. We stay active. Um, and, uh, and you guys mean a lot to me, man. I never tell you guys, I don't think how much y'all mean to me. You know, I never tell you how much you mean to me. And, you know, the fact I went on, I went for a run early. I wasn't feeling super good because you know who I am, bro. Um, and so I didn't want my feelings to dictate how my day was going to go. So I said, well, if I go for a run physically, my feelings have to come with me. So I put them matches on my back and I went for a run. And then while I'm out running, man, I run into a guy who's listening to my podcast, man. And he said, hey, and next thing you know, I didn't want to run that much. Neither did he. I think he was almost done. He said he'd been drinking the night before. And we went for a run, bro. This kid, Drew, I think his name. I can't remember exactly. But, uh, well, let me look. I don't want to be too lazy not to look because I know he was a nice kid, man. Young fella. Andy is his name, so not Drew. Drew was the fella that had just called in. From Alabama, man. But Andy, and you know, I just ran to him. And next thing you know, we went for two miles, man, and he shared some story in his life. You know, he said his sister just had a baby, the first nephew in his family, and 
And, you know, he just talked about some things. He was making some choices and changes in his life with moving around. And it was just nice, man. It was just nice. And I'm so blessed to run into people a lot that are cool, that, 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 that are good people, you know. And that's a gift that you guys give me a lot. And so I just want to say thank you. I feel like sometimes I don't really, really say that. You know, that, you know, I've had moments in my life where I, I could never get as alone as I wanted to get. You know, I, I could never get as alone as I felt sometimes. Like I, I would isolate and be by myself and I, and sometimes I, I could never get as alone I mean, though, you could put me in a 40 coffins, bro. Like one of those little Russian coffins where you keep opening it and the thing gets little and little and little and it's a woman. It's like a little, the Maestre Shika dolls. My mom used to have some of them. And like, but sometimes I just, it's, you know, I, I could never get as alone as I wanted to get or as alone as I felt. I could never physically get a, as alone as I felt. And I'm not whining or complaining. I'm just sharing how I'm feeling, bro. Or how I have felt. And that's just, just a trick, man. You, you know, the, re the purpose for being here is to be, is some type of connection. It really is. And, uh, and man... As much as it's funny how God gifts, because every time I think I want to be alone, he says, hey, put somebody else in your life. Boom. Even just a person you run and it's a person you talk to, a person you, a, a moment. you and, and not just me, but you, anybody, you see somebody maybe hugs their child. Or the other night, a father and son came out to the comedy show, you know. And man, that just made me feel... You know, I never got to do anything like that with my dad. We never, you know, I didn't really know by the time I knew him, he would have his disappearing, you know. And but I get to know my I have a moment with my dad when I see that. When I see a father and son there at the show and they you know, it was the I think it was the dad's birthday and the kid had brought him out. And it was nice. And uh I got a picture too I remember I took with him. I'll make sure to put it in the video. Um on YouTube's but but I, I, I get to live little moments that I don't have, and we all get to. And those are the gifts, man. I think we get them through each other. And I get them so often through you guys. And I am grateful, bro. So. um, I went to Jocko's, dude. I went to Jocko's. And, bro, Jocko, dude, his, he, wore, his, he does his podcast out of, like, a damn. Uh, well, first of all, don't forget. Also, he does it like out of, it's like a bunker. There's a gym. There's a wrestling gym. There's people, I, there's like a birthing area I thought I saw. Um, there's a baby with a rattle, with like a 30-pound rattle, kettlebelling it um, on its back. I mean, the baby's been alive for maybe 40 minutes. Like, they're doing that. They're doing some top-notch, bottom-notch stuff over there, okay? They're doing some bottom-notch stuff over there. Um, yeah, they're putting weighted blankets on infants. Just a lot of, 
you know, senior citizens, they're throwing a bunch of weighted blankets on them and, you know, tickling them and making them crawl and all. There's a lot going on, you know, a lot. I mean, you get free barbed wire tattoos in the bathroom. There's just, there's a lot going on over there at Jocko's gym. I mean, there's some lady got, some guy got pulled, put into some type of a, somebody hard scarfed and put him into some kind of a hold and damn fucking switched his gender on him. The dude got up and had tits and put panties on and left, dude. I mean, there's just, somebody put somebody in a damn gender bender, brother, doing all types of moves over there. So Jocko's doing some top-notch, uh, bottom-notch stuff over there. But it was awesome, man, and it was what I needed, you know, and I kind of didn't, sometimes I don't like going on podcasts because I haven't felt that good, even for the past two years, man. Something is physically going on with me. I don't know what it is, uh, and I've tried everything to get it. It just won't stop. There's something that's, you know, some condition. I don't know what it is, um, but it makes me not feel good, and then I don't want to podcast when I'm not feeling good because it it puts me, you literally have to be so present. You have to be you. And when you don't feel like yourself, you don't want to share yourself because it's not the real you you're sharing. It's, it's like, I don't know. You know, it's hard to put yourself out there when you're feeling like about 50, 60% of yourself. Um, and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm not, I don't need any self pity. Uh, um, uh, um, you know, I stay at, I do things to take care of myself in the meantime until I can feel better. Um, you know, I've done everything. A lot of men, I don't know if it's mental health. I don't know if it's, but it feels physical. It doesn't just feel, it feels like this extreme fatigue that happens a couple times a day where I have to lay down. Um, and I haven't wanted to share that cause I don't want, I'm, I'm not trying to be no damn, you know, one of Patty Pimble's victims, bro. I'm trying to just, you know, I don't need any of that. Uh, you know, everybody has stuff. But yeah, I got to go in there with Jocko. Dude, I'm going to put this picture up now. You'll have to see it. I'll try to put it on my Instagram too. So they have all kind of weaponry in there and a couple freaking nades on the table and all kind of shit. Bullets and damn bone. They had a human damn half a Cossacks on the table. They got a lot of different bones on there. Somebody's appendix in a bag. Of, they had a bag of dried appendix. Jocko's over there putting it in his mouth like big league chew. There's a lot going on in the building. And, uh, just you know, he's sitting over there just fucking chewing on half a cheek full of human appendix. <laughs> Sorry, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's such a good... Uh, that's a funny thing to think about. But anyway, I remember I left, and he sent me a picture later in the day. He goes, hey, man, I looked down at my table, and I saw a couple weapons on it. Which one do you think you left here? And uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'll post it right now so you can look and get the joy for yourself. I won't tell you what it was. Oh, wait, but if you're on audio, you won't know, huh? Um, It's a comb. One of them's just like a woman's oh, fucking... One of them is a woman's hair comb next to like three crazy machetes and knives. And I was wondering where my comb had went, bruh. It's not like a woman's comb. It's kind of like a black dude would have that comb, you know, but not the pit comb, just a regular comb. So I liked it, man. It's a nice comb. I thought I'm bummed I left it there, but it was just so funny he sent that. But 
I got to go over there and spend time. And this is one thing that, I, that I'm grateful to our military for. I'm grateful that we live in a country where I can sit here and complain a lot of times. I get, dude, I get, I get whiny sometimes. I, I do get some self-pity going on where I can complain about how I'm feeling. I can talk about it. When our fathers, our mothers, they wasn't time to do that. They didn't have that opportunity. You know. Um, and so that is a huge freedom. Because some of us, if we didn't have it, we could, people could take their lives. You know, people couldn't handle But they're able to, you know. I mean, we live in a real comfortable place. We're so comfortable, I could sit back with some damn Cheetos or something. I could sit back eating one of those red, white, and blue bomb pops, complaining about how I feel. And not just, and it's okay, just, you know, but that's a gift, you know. And it's also a reality, you know, time has changed, things are evolving, we're not, you know, we're in different spaces. But certainly, I'm also at an age, like, I'm not like, you know, a 14-year-old kid who's never known anybody that really fought in any wars or or had to, you know, you know, lost something or lost loved ones or, you know, if you just are on social media and you're just, you're like a, one of those social media activists or whatever, then yeah, it's easy to sit and just, just share stuff and just, you know, tweet and blast and talk shit. Um, but they didn't have that when I was young. They didn't have all this extra information. And I, they say uh, knowledge is power. Knowledge, I think, is. Which is bullshit, random, bullshit information that we don't even know is true half the time. That's not power, man. And that's a lot of what's being created and manipulated a lot of times. Uh and then it's really taken away a lot of our power from ourselves. You know, it's weird. Like cigarettes and stuff will get banned, but social media won't. I, I, I don't see how we look back in 20 years and think that it was any good. But I don't know if we'll... It's such a big business that business really wins. It's all become such a business, man. It's scary. But... That's okay, man. We got each other. We were at the Padres game. We ate three hot dogs. And uh, went for a run. At the Veterans Administration today, you got dudes out there carrying their legs in a freaking picnic basket out there, dude. They got some wild cats. So, lots to be grateful for, including you guys. Um, it's September. Football starting back. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks, man. You know, we're doing it. We keep going. That's the number one thing we have to do is stay alive. You know, that's the most important thing. Um, that's the most important thing. We can figure the rest of it out, and we'll try to do it together. You know, it's wild. There's also so many more people in the world now, so you can have so many more ideas, and there's so many more, you know, it's a it's a business to make us get disagree. And it's uh, it's the dark arts, man. I wonder what fuels how I feel a lot of times. You know, sometimes I'll ask myself, well, why do you feel this way about this? And I can't tell. I can't, sometimes I can't tell if I just was influenced by something or 
if it's a re- sometimes I can tell if it's a real feeling I have, but I don't always know where my influences came from. Um, and were those pure, you know? And one thing about getting older, I'll, f- I'll find that I feel like my influences from when I was younger are purer than influences that could just be happening to people younger now. And then I start to see, oh, well, this is why grandparents and their kids and the, the, there's always these differences of, you know, things evolve and change. Um, but we stay alive and we just try to keep seeing it, you know. And I don't know what I'm trying to say. I never really been good at goodbyes, man. But gang, gang, man, you guys be good to yourselves. Y'all deserve it. I'm going to go out with this band, one of the greatest bands that was ever put together um, that wouldn't, that didn't stay together because, well, differences. Differences, addiction. Um, I don't know. I'm not, and I don't feel like I'm talking out of shop on these boys. I mean, I love that, you know, I, but... And maybe they will, you know, they still try. I know they, I think in their hearts, you know, they just had a new album that came out, but it's interesting, man, that even something as beautiful as music, it can, it stops getting created. When, uh, when you're not together, when you're not on the same page, so... You know, and we don't have to be on the same page, but even if we can at least stay in the same book, man, we could probably, we could probably keep the tunes going. This is Making It by Bishop Gunn. Man, I love this band. I ain't seen home in about a hundred days. I can almost hear mama pray for my restless soul. And I ain't made a dollar I ain't spent But where it's going ain't killed me yet I still get where I'm bound to go Travis McCready, man, damn I'm making it I'm making wrong feel right I'm making it And if hell's where I'm headed then I'm making good time
but I'm in pretty good shape for the shape that I'm in. Ben Lewis, baby. making it by bishop gunn and that's what we do we just keep making it baby drew smithers ben lewis travis mccready and burn sharp man who's uh whose dad gave me a job on his farm when i was fresh out of college and uh when i was in college and he died of uh of overdose um and you know here i am 20 years later getting to enjoy music made by his son man and his son and i are still really really close and man we just got to stay alive so we could just be a part of the little bit of music i think that god has in store for us i really believe that man uh so i'm gonna do my best man that's all we can do baby gang be good to yourselves you deserve it Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hey, sweetheart, here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.